Listen and stream the only talk radio, Freedom 106.5, for the only talk that matter. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, all you listeners, all you football listeners out there. This is Offside, and I'm joined this evening with my partners, Adrian Romain and Andrea Sukalal. Got full programme. We're at the business end of the season in the Premier League. Uh, also, the... Uh, the Champions League, some fabulous games coming up later this week, which we'll be touching on, and of course, we'll get in depth in local football. So, my first one's a little query to you guys. Um, we've got the Champions League semi finals where Inter Milan play AC Milan, they actually share the Serie A stadium. Correct. And do they play a one game or do they play a home and away at the same stadium? What do you think? <laughs> well, they usually play both games at the same stadium. That's that's the unique thing. That's all. That's what's so magical about the Milan, yes. you know, derby or the derby Madonina. That's what they call it. Madonina. Madonina. <laughs> I'm trying. That's my that's my attempt at the Ita- sound in Italian, but it's terrible. But uh, it's exciting because the last time we've seen the Milan was all the way back in 2005. It's been a while. But they play both games there. It's interesting because home is away and away is home. They just switch around the fans. So I played a long time ago now, but I played at the San Siro oh, and wow. fabulous stadium, yes. And the crowd, unbelievable. Yeah. But there is such a division within the stadium itself to make sure you're keeping apart the two big teams. The Correct. rivalry within Milan is incredible. Yes. Um and this could be arguably one of the biggest games that they've ever had. Semi-finals of the Champions League. Which one of them goes forward to the final? I'm hoping to see Manchester City get through there, but they've also got a huge game coming on tomorrow night. 3pm yeah. um, here in Trinidad, it kicks off. That will be on at London 868. Come down and watch it. Big game with uh, Pep Guardiola going for the clean sweep. Adrian, what do you think? Yeah, Terry, I think that that's, that's the one for Pep. Um, he's in a great position um, to, to cope the, the Champions League and the Premier League. And, and really and truly, his team has improving game by game. Also in the FA Cup final against yeah. local rivals, Manchester United. That's going to be a huge game at Wembley in London, away from Manchester, where both teams will travel down. That'll be a weekend where plenty of Manx, as they say in England, Manchester... Chester people will be down there supporting their teams. Huge game for Manchester United. Um, I don't fancy them at all against Pep's Manchester City, but it's 90 minutes of football. Yes. Anything can happen. And we, as we've seen over the recent weeks, some incredible games of football over the course of the Premier League. And nothing's ever easy. It doesn't matter whether you're top of the league or bottom of the league. Every game is a challenge. Um, but I think this evening we'll start off with that. I think we've got to give Pep and his Manchester City side a bit of kudos. They've done a great job um, recognising that this has been a season disrupted by World Cup, November, December. Yeah. And these guys, these players have gone through an immense season already. Mm-hmm. But they're coming to the top, as they say, the cream always rises to the top. Manchester City now with a game in hand a clear by one point of Arsenal um, I watched the Arsenal Newcastle game at the weekend I thought that was a stunning game um, 
great result for the Arsenal 2-0 away to Newcastle but um, let's kick off Adrian with Manchester City Pep Guardiola where are their qualities where are their top players in what positions Terry I think that they have a a overall strong squad Mm -hmm. and we have seen that they have they have scored 89 goals thus far yeah they have only conceded 31 so they have a superior goal difference of 58 yeah. Um, they have amassed 82 points this season. That's huge, So by the way. you are seeing that um, they have goal scorers and, and we can't take away Arsenal effort mm-hmm. because they have also um, scored 83 goals. Yeah. But they have conceded eight more than Manchester City. Um, I think that the quality is there, the experience, the, the determination in that camp. Yeah. It, they, they move very business-like. Um, every game they take it as if it's their final. And you have seen it. They have come from being second to first and now with a game in hand Manchester City that is mm-hmm. they are actually looking like if they they are they are prepped to be the champions of, of England so Adrian I mean I, I look at this side and there's been a, a lot of the teams in the Premier League Andrea that I think have gone through a transitional period of this season lots of changes in there and Manchester City themselves bringing in Van Haaland I think that was a big move for Pep Mm-hmm. He's been an absolute fantastic, phenomenal player, scoring all of these goals. But the side themselves about a change, they're all tactics and awareness within the game, away from what Pep's used to. They're a bit more direct, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Haaland was definitely, uh, in addition to others, uh, Alvarez as well, but Haaland... You know, brought in that uh, uh, different solution in the yes. attacking third. We all know sometimes they would pass themselves to death. And teams are starting to figure them out. And, you know, when you have someone like that that could give you various solutions in the box. Yeah. Because, you know, he's a powerhouse. He's strong. You know, he's technically vastly superior to a lot of players. He's a big lump. Yeah, yeah. He could, you know, if he needs to get physical, he can. Yep. But he's all, he also makes very intelligent runs. And, you know, kudos to Pep because at the beginning, you know, everybody was on Pep saying, you know, the ball is not getting to Haaland. Yeah. And he adjusted the team. So sometimes instead of passing around the box, he just whip the ball into Holland. Yes, and he gets in there. And well, that's uh, this beautiful. this season is uh, it's the most crosses I've seen a Manchester yep, City correct. side yeah. put into the box because they've got a brute of a fella at the end end of the line there mm-hmm. that wants them crosses coming in. But yes, it has changed their style of play. Uh, they're a bit more direct. Mm-hmm. Their transitional player from winning the ball back is quickly can we score that goal yeah. which has never been Pep Guardiola whether that's been at Barcelona Bayern Munich wherever he's coached before mm-hmm. he's always been pass 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 you to death as you said earlier on mm-hmm. which sometimes frustrates the crowd because it can be a bit of a bore at times but yeah. he's become a bit more direct but what I'm liking about and this is a very experienced side that he's got and other than Alvarez that's come in and done a wonderful job mm-hmm. when he's been called upon when I look at players like Diaz and Laporte Gundogan um, Bernardo Silva there are players there of top quality immense yeah. quality that are used to this Pep Guardiola style of player move the ball pass the ball be patient wait for that opportunity to to, to arise and then then you have got the De Bruyne's and Mares and Haaland, quality players at the end of it. How do you see the end of their season running out? 
Can uh, they clean everything up or not? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, you know, barring a massive collapse, which is possible. I mean, I'm a stats man. Yeah. And it's not 100%. It's not mathematically sure. But, you know, the three of us look at football. Uh, we've seen Man City do this before. Yeah. They, they were behind in, you know, previous campaigns. Yeah. But I think, you know, Pep may have learned. Learned. I think that you could see that the way how they handle the last couple of games heading towards the end of the campaign. Yeah. Because sometimes a lot of teams when they're chasing, they get too desperate. Yeah. And you know, as Adrian was saying before, business like I like that term that they use because for them, you know, we're supposed to win these games. And yeah. they come in, they got they got the job done. Um, you know, even uh, this last game against Leeds. Yes. Uh, you know, it could have easily I've seen teams slip up and take games for granted. But, they don't look that way. But Andrea, I think the three of us have hinted over the last month. Yeah. We've all fancied Manchester City in front of Arsenal taking over the top of the league. Mm -hmm. And we're now actually looking at Champions League, FA Cup final. It could be an unbelievable season for Pep Guardiola as a coach. Yeah. But Manchester City as a club, that would be phenomenal, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. I mean, this is a very crucial time for them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if, you know, trying to play devil's advocate a little bit, if I was a fan of Arsenal and maybe Arteta, I would be hoping that maybe the Real Madrid game takes a lot all of them. Yes. Maybe diverts their focus a little bit. But this is where, you know, another test to show City's pedigree. Yeah. That they can handle these big games. They want to play with the big boys and be a big team. This is what you have to do. You have well, to beat the Real Madrid. I think the Real Madrid game is the big game. I yeah. think if they get through to the final against any other side from Milan, mm -hmm. they'll win it. I think so too. But Adrian... I just don't... You can never write off Ancelotti. Nope. What a great coach he is. He's done an unbelievable job. They've already knocked out Liverpool and Chelsea. Could they do that again to Manchester City? I think it's a tough one for them um, because you are seeing that Pep medical team is really and truly behind a lot of the success that is happening now. Yeah. Um, you are seeing that the players... Um, rehabs after games is, is, is amazing and, and what we cannot forget as well is that he isn't rotating his squad much. No. In recent weeks he have basically played maybe the same 18 or 19 players and he have kept with the game plan and yeah. I think that he has he has basically seen what is to carry him till the but, end. But even with players like Haaland he's yes. brought him off early in the game yes. once the game's in his mind's done. Yeah. So he has managed it properly. <coughs> De Bruyne is another one yeah. that he's protected a bit. Yeah, so he has managed them properly and I think he's managing them because the bigger picture for him is winning the Champions League. Yeah. Um, he have he have dominated England for years. It's a big plus for him to come from behind to win a ch uh, uh, English Premier League. But it will not be a position where it's unfamiliar for him because he did it already in his first season yeah. with Kun Aguero. So you're seeing that he has done it before. He's doing it again. And what happens now against Ancelotti, I am excited to see that head-to-head -head because I think Pep, if he goes back to his Barcelona days, he has, he has basically he had a good record in Spain. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and it has been a homegrown home for him, um, yeah. the Bernabeu. So I'm excited to see a Manchester City team line up. So you brought him. something up there, Adrian. And, I, and this is something that's been on my mind for a little while with Pep Guardiola. Yes, Manchester City have been mm. close, but they've never quite got over the line with the Champions League final. They've never won it. Pep has been there before. If he was to win Champions League, bearing in mind the issues and problems Manchester City have got behind the scenes mm -hmm. with financials and FIFA regulations, do you think that would be Pep Guardiola signing off for Manchester City and heading back to Barcelona? 
What do you think? I think so. Yeah? I think so. I think that will be the the icing on the cake, as we say. That's his hometown um, club, I think that's, that's something that he wants. Mm-hmm. And and for me, um, he seems like the guy that don't stay one place for too long. Yeah. And maybe that Champions League triumph is important for him to continue, um, to basically continue until he gets it, to get over the line. But nevertheless, you are seeing some rumors happening with Messi returning. You are seeing Barcelona um, presidents talking out. Yeah. So m- possibly you may see Pep Guardiola back at Barcelona. Yeah. Um, it will be an interesting one for me. Andre, what do you I think? I won't be surprised. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think um, he would ride off into the sunset. It's kind of like Messi with the World Cup. Yes. Um, I think he would have achieved what he wanted in England. That Champions League that yeah. would cement his legacy. Yes. A lot of people question that you know he can't do it outside Barcelona. He would have done it. Correct. Uh, he would then realize, okay, it's time to check out. I've won all these leagues, and then the stars. According to the rumors, I mean, we don't know how true it is yet. You know, I could see Pep's love for Barcelona because those guys love their club. Of course, Catalan guys. Of course. Um, I could see Pep taking a pay cut because Barcelona in financial madness right now. Yes. I could see Pep going back and wanting to be that hero, reuniting with Messi. But I mean, Pep doesn't need the dollars anymore no, no, I mean I don't he's, think so. he's a very wealthy and he guy. Does messy, so. he's done a wonderful job over the years where, wherever he's been but I tend to agree with you two guys I think that could be the icing on the cake going back there his home club Barcelona family and everything still there mm-hmm. um, brilliant for Spanish football for Barcelona itself they need a bit of stability yeah you've just said it financial problems and issues at the moment Pep could certainly handle that so moving on fellas we've got to mention Arsenal listen they've been top of the Premier League throughout the season they've given that up over the last two weeks I thought they had done brilliant at the weekend winning 2-0 at Newcastle Newcastle started the game like a house on fire the first 15 minutes they could have been two or three goals up but then literally with their first breakaway Arsenal score and it just settled them down and I saw a brilliant performance by this very young side. Yeah. You know, we, we were, the three of us, you know, we were, like last week, I, we were poking fun at them all a bit. Yeah. Because, you know, they were bottling it, essentially. <coughs> and you and I, and Adrian, we have said over the last couple of weeks about Arsenal has to show, this is where they have to show what they're made of. Yes. And a lot of teams, you know, we, we're complimenting Manchester City, but a lot of teams would have given up already. I've seen teams when they look, when they, it appears as if they have lost a title race, you know, they banana skin and go all the way down and start losing games. But, you know, Arsenal are still mathematically there. And, you know, like I said, I'm going to do a little devil's advocate behavior here. Let's say Manchester City gets knocked out by Real Madrid and the results don't go that way and Arsenal keeps going and they snatch the league. What a story that would be. So, I mean, yeah. it looks unlikely the way Manchester City are playing. But I think it's uh, it's an interesting narrative for the neutrals. Who are yeah. looking at football and you know if something like that happens that'll be crazy just like a man city won yeah what if arsenal just snatches it at the last minute so kudos to them for winning yeah that, that will be an interesting one yeah, because i'm actually watching the table and i'm yeah. seeing that manchester city is ahead by one point mm-hmm. but with a game in hand, game yeah. in hand yeah. if that turns out to be a disaster for manchester city yeah then arsenal comes from behind and win wins back their league that will be mm-hmm. a very interesting story yeah, yeah, but Adrian, Man City in the Premier League, they've won their last 17 games. Yeah, it's that's highly an, unlikely. That's an incredible yeah. run of games from Pep and his team. But Terry, you will know as a coach, it's always, it's always a, a big moment when you're on top of that league. 
yeah. and haven't really felt defeat in a long time mm-hmm. it's, yes. you end up in a stage where you're wondering what's next and and as much as you may put your players in that's pre- prepare them yeah to to be focused and 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 to execute your game plans yeah. it always have some way that um complacency slips in and yeah. and, and and to be fair if preps stands out and and ends up um unbeaten in 20 that will that will be a plus in i think that's team. obviously what he's looking at now i mean we're, we're down to the business end of the season yeah we're semi-finals champions league he's already in the final of the fa cup how many four or five games he's got remaining in the premier league mm-hmm. obviously capable of winning all of them particularly with the squad of players he's got i mean some fantastic players that we mentioned earlier and this is probably after this season that transition would probably need to kick in yep because when you look at de bruyne you're getting on a bit gundigan getting on a bit diaz has had a wonderful season defensively him and laporte have, have stayed clear of injuries they've they've done some great things silva uh, mares they've been around pep for a little while now and yeah. I, I just think that they're ready for a shake-up yeah um and I think that will come because Pep doesn't mince his words. Mm-hmm. He he recognises where they are. You've already got players like Kyle Walker struggling to get in the team yeah. and he doesn't suit the style of football. Pep's gone public with that, which I found was an unbelievable statement, one of his key defenders there. But that's football as we Correct. see it today. It's changing, Adrian, and the technology that's involved in the game today, looking after players best you can, Pep does it better than anybody else. Um, make sure he does look after his squad, his players individually. He's always got an arm around them. But when it comes to results, he's often given a few buffs out as well. Yep, yep. I think that's a price of success, I guess. Yeah. You know, when you get that far and you don't get it right. Correct. You know, it's, you, it's, you're a victim of your own success. And I think that's what happens to Pep. So, guys, coming back to Arsenal, this... Odegaard I think is a great player oh yeah love Odegaard 24 years old captain of Arsenal and Arteta's made it very clear it's not what you talk it's what you do mm-hmm. and this fella performs week in week out he creates he scores goals his work rate is um, it's phenomenal he's up and down that park like you wouldn't believe and I thought he was inspirational against Arsenal so We'll just have a, a little break now. Catches right after this. Yes, yes. Talk, Talk is streaming at freedom106.5.com. Welcome back out there, all you football fans. Welcome back, welcome back. Business end of the season. I'm sure you're all supporting your teams. Massive games coming up this week with uh, uh, Real Madrid against Manchester City in the semi final of the Champions League tomorrow night lots of fans will be out there I'm sure looking after your team at the moment we're on to Arsenal what a great young side that they've got and I just looked at the game at the weekend with the against Newcastle and I thought two players made a a huge um, took took a great big part of the Arsenal uh, result of the weekend was Xhaka and Jorginho Mm -hmm. two experienced players that Arteta's brought in to just give it that little bit of stability for this very entertaining young team Martinelli on fire yeah. Saka on fire 
Uh, Odegaard, I've already said, I think could be the player of this season. Can't underestimate what this kid's done over the course of the season. And I think the future looks for Arsenal very, very bright. Yeah, uh, Odegaard is a guy who, for re- like Real Madrid fans, yeah. you know, at one point in time, uh, he was at Real Madrid and was dubbed, you know, the new Messi. Yeah. That's how good he was. And, you know, like a lot of people said, well, he would be one of those guys that would disappear. That's a, a horrible name tag. But I was looking at him and looking at his clips way back when. I can't remember when. Maybe the viewers can remind us. But I remembered when he was that promise, promising kid at Real Madrid. Yes. And then he sort of fell off the radar. And then when I'm so glad that he's doing well at Arsenal now. Because I always believed players with his characteristics would do well in a team like Arsenal, even Pep's team. Yeah. And the way how he plays. And I, I'm not surprised and I'm happy that he's doing well. He's a crucial player, and if I was Arteta, you know, it would be exciting. You have this player to build your team around. Correct. Amongst others, where, you know, just tighten things up at the back, maybe. Well, normally with something like that, you'd see them extend their contracts yeah. very early, get in amongst them, because the rest of the world I would are looking at this. Absolutely. They're looking at this kid and thinking, wow, mm-hmm. 24, captain of Arsenal, doing so many good things. I think it's, you know, a great young side. Yeah. Saka, now regular with the England team mm-hmm. Martinelli another player that's got an abundance of skill and there's no fear there everywhere and anywhere that they play they're performing yeah what's your thoughts Adrian yeah and, and for me um, I am very impressed with Saka this season mm-hmm. um, he have showed that quality yeah. um, to finish his goals and he really and truly moved away all the criticism that was was um, sent his way and he, to be fair, he has tried to be as consistent as he can. Um, he has played box to box. Most importantly, he has really and truly created a lot of plays for Arsenal and also um, finished a lot of goals. So yeah. for me, he has had a tremendous season. And it's not only f- um, a positive for Arsenal, but it's also a positive for English football. Yeah. Because one of the last right-sided players that you have, you saw that he expected that type of quality from was actually Theo Walker mm-hmm. and um, he didn't live up to it didn't um, you saw that Saka has really and truly uh, basically moved away from the World Cup era and um, he, he he did well in the World Cup he did w- he's doing well at the club and and it's the same kind of pattern that Theo Walker went through mm-hmm. just at a younger age yeah I know you're seeing Saka doing it and, and he's doing it in a mature way as well well I've got to throw this in guys listen it was a very big weekend as you both know for, yeah. for England and Great Britain yeah the uh, memorial the, the Prince sorry King Charles the third right congratulations of course yes to the King I'm so delighted for him um, and we Brits stick together yeah <laughs> home and away right. we're not easy Adrian will tell you that <laughs> I've seen that yeah <laughs> But good things. But I'm loving this side, and I think Arteta, you know, we've, we've mentioned a couple of times on the show, it's only 18 months ago when the fans were asking for his head. Yep. They wanted him out of the job because they weren't happy. Mm-hmm. And look how the how the team have come on. Now, they might not, they probably will not win the Premier League, but they've had a great season with mm-hmm. such a young side, and he's kept with them throughout. They're one or two additions, Jorginho, I think, was a good... You know, an experienced player coming in, settling a few people down in times when Arsenal needed it. Yeah, Xhaka has actually stood up and and come through. I think he's a player can very often get himself into problems, yellow and red cards. Yeah, 
because he overreacts but he seems to have got that bit of experience behind him now and he's calm and he's influenced a lot of them youngsters in the Arsenal side but I think there's loads of good things to come from this Arsenal side and I think it might be time for Arsenal to tighten up with Arteta's contract and and get him on a longer agreement I totally agree I think he laid the foundations for Arsenal fans I know it may be a little bit heartbreaking uh, but this was a good season yeah. Um, if you told them at the beginning of the season they would be challenging Manchester City, I think they would all take it. Yeah. Um, as you said, they were. We said this many times on the show. The, how fickle football can be. They wanted to get rid of Arteta a long time. I know Arsenal fans, very diehard Arsenal fans, who yeah. were tell, calling for his head. And it just shows that um, another discussion we spoke about how coaches need time to really implement how they want teams Correct. to play. It's not Correct. an overnight change. And you know. You know, we have the fans, whoever, and, and so on. Sometimes they want immediate change. And yep. in a lot of ways, these big spending clubs have kind of spoiled fans. Yes. Oh, let's just buy a whole bunch of players and win everything. We've but Andre, I think you've yeah. you come out with a great point there. Yeah. When you look back at particularly English football and the Premier League, mm-hmm. Sir Alex Ferguson. Great example, yeah. Great example. All them years at Manchester United, all that success. And you're now looking at Pep Guardiola at Manchester City. You're looking at Klopp at Liverpool, the mm-hmm. great things that they're doing. Because they've been given that extra time. Mm-hmm. They've been given a few dollars to go out and get the players that they need to be successful. But isn't it just perfect that we're seeing, you know, Arsene Wenger done a great job at yep. the Arsenal. Yep. And he was there for so long. And they moved him on in the end. But his legacy with all of them top players that they brought through, the championships that they won, the leagues that they won under him. It's so important that as a coach, you never, at the moment, you never get that time. No. It's, you know, the, the owners, the crowd, the whoever, if it's not win, 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 mm. they want you out, out, out. Yep. And unfortunately, the board of directors, the chairman, quite often, and I think sometimes it's wrong but they listen to them fans and make decisions based upon that and somebody like an Arteta he could have been out of a job yeah yeah but Terry and Andre um, we spoke about Pep Guardiola future Mm -hmm. Um, is it that Pep is leaving um, a squad for Arteta to move across because that's something you can look at as well yeah Um, remember at the end of the day (laughs) Um, Arteta sits in a place where he's in high demand yeah. and uh, to be honest maybe in the back of his mind he will say they treated me not as great as a player yes. because he had his, his runarounds as, as a player as well there mm-hmm. and um, now as a coach they wanted me out Yes. so possibly you need to see his ambition maybe he wants more maybe he wants a bigger budget mm-hmm. um, it's, it's interesting I don't know if he will ease that committed yeah. Um, someone will like Arsenal fans will like to see him committed as Arsene Wenger or or maybe a Manchester United Sir Alex Ferguson. But again, the science of football has transformed. Completely. It's all about money. So Adrian, I mean, he he got Odegaard mm. for six million. Correct. Pounds. Yep. That's, that's a steal of a deal. Absolute yeah. steal of a deal. That's for sure. What would he be worth today? A 70, 80 million Yeah. Pounds. And that's in line with how Wenger used to do things. Yeah. Uh, one of the things you know, Weng- Wenger was a. Uh, economist yes. a lot of people don't know that and um, you know he, he even applied that to his transfers and for those of you if you all ever saw the movie Moneyball there is yeah. a whole thing about uh, the over inflation of player prices yes um, it's a baseball movie but Wenger was also a student of that and Wenger was loyal to that sort of um, 
he was against the big money spending yes and evaluating players and what they would rather than just splashing the cash very similar to to Salix Ferguson actually yeah yeah and uh, I mean obviously you know when they chilled the Abramoviches and they came they changed the game and you yep. know Wenger got pushed out but that signing of Odegaard is definitely you know has hints of one Wenger's of the best influence. oh yeah smart yeah. clever signings yes the people behind the scenes right now at least uh, making good decisions so moving on fellas so the, the everything's taken shape I think the top two as we've seen will remain the same yep Manchester City is champions second position Arsenal places are still up for grabs and I'm mm. seeing a big move from Liverpool oh yeah to try and nick one of them Champions League spots mm -hmm. um, some you know big result for them at the weekend against a very stubborn Brent, Brentford side oh, Brentford, yeah. yeah and hard but they grind, grind out a 1-0 win how do you think that'll pan out how do you think yeah, them Terry, third and fourth places I, I said it last week and I'll say it again I have a lot of belief in Liverpool yeah um, I, I also mentioned they have a they have the the squad to finish at least two yeah mm -hmm. right um yes they have three games left newcastle may have four games left yeah but nevertheless they have been in this position as well yeah. before and one thing club will like and feel to to experience once again is champions league nights yes of course. and um he's a winner he's a winner he well, re recognized yeah. adrian liverpool have played one more game yes in newcastle and manchester Correct. united Correct. Uh, and they're still above Newcastle on 65 points, Manchester United on 63 points, Liverpool fifth position in on 62 points. Yeah. So it's real tight at the top it's there. Tight, and these, these next games are critical, obviously. Yep, yep. Manchester United, uh, Adrian, you know, as we said last week, Liverpool has that fire in them. Yes. Yeah. Um, even though they had, by their standards, a, I would say a bad season, yeah. they have all the ingredients. And in comparison to Manchester United, they've lost the centre-back pairing of Martinez and Varane yeah. and then when you have De Gea doing haulers like he did against West Ham Correct. it doesn't help their case yeah. so to me it shows that uh, Liverpool are in the I would use the word ascendancy in terms of this final stretch of the season yeah I think so too and I mean Manchester United when you recognise they got beat at, at Brighton mm -hmm. got beat at West Ham yes, yes. so their away form is, is faltering now that the business end has hit them now they mm -hmm. need to be winning these games yep that experienced Liverpool side mm -hmm. could just pull this off. I think they, w I think they will. Yeah, come and tight. Yeah, and and they are not under pressure like how what they are putting on Manchester United and Newcastle. Mm -hmm. Um, to be honest, <laughs> so we still and we and we all think that Newcastle will hang on to one of them top four spots. Uh, yeah, I think they might just barely hang on. But they I will. think they will. Sixty-five points. Yeah, I think they, they, they won will. that Champions League. I think they're doing well enough to stay. But I mean, that's a kick in the teeth. Two-nil home defeat to Arsenal, which yep. they would have expected to win. Yep. That first fifteen minutes of the game, they could have been three-nil yeah. up. Yeah, and that's what we spoke about earlier with complacency, where yeah. Manchester City showed their chops, basically, where uh, Newcastle perhaps maybe went in thinking, okay, this is a wounded Arsenal, we could take them out. Yeah. And Arsenal showed character. Kudos to them. And Newcastle are showing that they're a team that's not at Manchester City's level yet, yeah. mentally. Yeah. So but richest football club in the world. Yeah, they? yeah. But they, they could be in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> they may, you know, they need so, somebody like Pep. So, guys, looking at the flip side now, relegation zone. Oh boy. We've got Southampton bottom, Leeds second up bottom, Leicester, Everton, Forest, and West Ham. Mm -hmm. And 
right there today we've had results where Southampton have been beaten Leeds got beat as we know from from Manchester City yeah Leicester got beat today wow. 5-3 off of Fulham Everton pulled out a great result 3-0 up at half time at Brighton where no one expected them to get a result there yeah win the game 5-1 what a result that was yeah. Forrest another result for them 2-1 winners um done a done a great job there over the last few weeks manager and the final result there was just looking for it West Ham of course beating mm. Manchester United yeah so they're pulling off big games big results mm-hmm. um for flip side relegation one end yep Champions League the next correct there's no hey, there's joy and sorrow in between is there <laughs> for me Terry I have a lot of faith in Leeds United now yeah. yeah, fired Big Sam. Oh yeah, and Big I Sam. think that he's. The, you think he'll pull it out? He's a fighter down at that end. Um, my favourites to get relegated will be Southampton, Nottingham Forest, and whoever else. Yeah. But I think Leicester and Leeds, Forest will go down? Leeds will 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 save the drop, and um, it's important for us. It's really important. So I believe now we got a we've got a caller. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Um. Well, you have three games in eight days. You're not trying to win all three of them now. Uh, Easy, is it? In the be- Premier League, all these games coming thick and fast. Yeah, well, tomorrow against Real Madrid is a tough game. You have to go over there. Try and get a result in, in the positive. At least a 2 1 win was the scenario. A 2 all draw. Come back down and play Everton 1 high. A day home and Gleason. And then come. Come back early at the other on Wednesday and defeat Madrid outright. So I think definitely will spot up for him right now. Your it's thoughts? You think that um, the Real Madrid is the big one for Pep? You think he's going to go for it? He definitely had to go for it. I see, I see on the cake as he said, Terry on top of the cake as he had the energy. Yeah, do or die, this is. I think he will try and get a result tomorrow. A 2 1 victory will be. More more adequate than anything else. I think, like I said, it was kids are it's not really come with a draw. So when they come back but to it, yeah, you, you can't it underestimate was, it down there on Wednesday. What a coach he has been. And, and, and against um, he's already been Chelsea in the same competition. He must be lining this Manchester City up. Do you think he can do it again? Who's that? Ancelotti. Well, Ancelotti. Well, I had to go by the result from last year, but last year, last year, as, as Jackie Warren used to say, yesterday, yesterday, and today, today, it's a different animal <laughs> this time. The oh, determining factor is the Harlan effect. Yeah. Like how, how good the Harlan effect works out because you get a different dimension now that you have a different weapon. So I think with that in mind, I, I think City should have the opportunity because we've been, they've been doing well. With, with Haaland so far, they've learned to, to pass the ball to him, especially the Bruyne food and Foden. They've been linking up with him very well, especially the Bruyne. And once the Bruyne plays, and, and, and I think the machinery that Pep has there will do well. Um, they're missing a couple of players like Rakey might play. And then on, the, on, on, on Madrid's side, I think um, Melita wouldn't play and somebody else. Two players, one Melter, I think he has a yellow card with you, and the other one, somebody has had an injury. So, I mean, um, it's do or die tomorrow, I believe. 
And once you get a result there, any positive, I think they can finish them off this time at home at the Etihad. Obviously, this city team, compared to last year's city team, making mistakes. They, 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 they seem to be well-oiled and they seem to be, you know, a team that focus. But again, you're playing a lot of games in between three days apart. And that is the effect that, you know, players' fatigue and mental issues will take place. So uh, it's up to Pep to manage these guys for the next few days. And this, this like I say, is it, going to be the do or die situation here. That um, together with um, the EPL will be a factor. Because any other phase, um, but then at the end of the day, on Sunday, I believe. They had a great, great uh, result today, Everton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like I say, they cock a hoop now. I mean, after they, they beat Brent, I think Brighton at home. I mean, nobody expect that one. But I mean, this is what more than anything can happen. And I say City can't beaten by Everton. You've seen these things happen already. Look, because Southampton did um, Arsenal. So anything is possible. But it was, it will all come down to how so many players are. Like I say, if they're focused enough, they should have a result there too. But that is, like you say, the business of the game, and it's all is is either mental toughness and 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 strength that they have physically. I will take them through. But I, I I am positive that it will do well. Again, in, in both um, I look at this Real Madrid side, and I think it's a great team. Vinicius, Benzema, Asensio—they've got some great skilled mm-hmm. players right there themselves. This is going to be a Huge game tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that one myself. And, you know, their own experience, Modric in the middle of the park, always calms it down for them. Mm-hmm. He always finds his players. He's got that cutting edge in the middle of the park. And defensively, they look strong with me, with, with you know, Mendy in the middle of the park, sits there in front of that back. Two de- uh, defenders, keeps everything nice and tight. But, huge game huge game for both sides yeah. to get to the Champions League final Pep as we've said before this is his icing on the cake he mm-hmm. needs to win that for Manchester City yep. to finish the job off if you like Yep. but um, oh my god I, I look at this guy what a coach he's been mm. with Real Madrid he's been all over the Premier League he knows everything I think it's going to be a tough game yeah yeah yeah, I think it will be a tough game. And um, most importantly, I like what the caller mentioned. He, he mentioned um, Manchester City upcoming fixtures, mm-hmm. including Real Madrid and then Everton. Yeah. So he's right, though. Ev- um, Pep needs to go all out tomorrow. Yes. And and, and, and concentrate on England when it's, it's the date of the match. Oh, yeah. The match day. Um, he needs to get that positive result. Um, he has faltered a lot of times thus far yes. as Manchester City coach. And now is the time where he needs to go all out. And everyone who's maybe looking on at this game will know that, knowing Pep Guardiola, he is not a guy that loves to lose. No. And, and for me, it's always something in his mind where he knows he's going to get revenge. And mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see it. But we cannot forget as well, even if he wins the semi-final, we have to look at the statistics of these Italian giants in finals. <laughs> yep, yep. And that's, that's another I was hurdle. just going to say that. So I, I think that 
when we look at AC Milan record in finals mm -hmm. and we look at Inter Milan record in finals, we cannot see much in losing brackets. Yeah. So it's it's a really tough road for but him. Do you think? Listen, when 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 you look across Europe today. There's nothing that competes with the Premier League, not in my opinion. No. That's understandable, Terry. But I think, Adrian, great point you brought up there. And I think that's because every game in the Premier League is a battle. Yeah. It's a challenge. And I don't think the other European sides, leagues, I don't think they have that same competitive edge across the board as we've seen in the Premier League. Yeah. And they almost get to the final in good shape feeling fit, relaxed, nice and easy. The Premier League every week is pressure. Yep. It's drama. It's everything that you want from a top league of football. Yep. So I think this is going to be... I wanted this to be the final, by the way. I mm -hmm. wanted Real Madrid, Manchester City. Mm -hmm. I want City to win because I'm an Englishman. I want the English club to win. But, again, Ancelotti never write the fella off. He's already not too great English sides out in Liverpool and Chelsea he could do it again he could fry, he could cock it up for, for Pep Guardiola yep. but hopefully not yep. Real Madrid is that team where just to build on what you were saying you know with the Premiership and La Liga you could see um, just to go back a little bit when Real Madrid won those three titles you know consecutively yeah, they were not in their best form to be honest even a lot of people were like oh, this Real Madrid team is not playing really well in La Liga and so on yeah and even I remember analyzing those games. Yeah. And uh, they played Juventus and then they played Atletico Madrid. And at that point in time, which was shocking to say now when you look back, Atletico Madrid was looking like the stronger team. Yes. Uh, but Real Madrid would somehow find that gear. It's almost like they are only motivated by the Champions League to their detriment. Yes. Because in La Liga, it's almost like they're cruising. We couldn't be bothered. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be in the Champions League. Um, and I think that's kind of the tricky thing. And Pep knows this. Yeah. Because Pep's been there. Of course. So, you know, that's that's probably playing on his mind because Ancelotti, like Pep in the Premier League, in the Champions League, Ancelotti has done this before. Uh, I think this time, though, Pep may be taking some positives because Real Madrid has been looking sloppy at the back a little bit. Um, you know, it's only so much they can really say, OK, we're going to turn it on for the Champions League. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, as the caller said, and rightfully so, it's, it's a very... It's, it, it looks like a straightforward tie, but we've seen this happen before. That yes. it's definitely going to be... Pep has to get it right. And he has to get it right in the first leg. Well, as I said earlier on, we'll be at London 868 watching the game. Three o'clock kickoff tomorrow afternoon. Adrian, it's going to be a big one. Um, I wanted to touch base with you on this, Andrea. We've mm -hmm. got a guest coming in next week. Oh, nice. Would you like to explain? Oh, yes. So, uh, you know, the captain of the women's, uh, Trinidad Tobago women's national team, Karen Forbes. Excellent. She'll be coming in. She has a wonderful event that she has in uh, Tobago. She's from Tobago. Very good. Every year, it's, she, she encourages the community and everybody to get involved. And, you know, once I discover... So, I'd like you to recognise that we're not forgetting Tobago here. Oh, on, no. Lots on, of love for Tobago. On offside. We're bringing everybody in, making sure... It is a twin island, Trinidad and Tobago. Yes, yes. So we will engage. So it's brilliant. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a beautiful tournament she has, and you know she's consistently doing it and engaging in her community as well, Good. getting Trinidadians involved. A lot of the, her teammates and coaches as well. And it's a beautiful thing. And each year it keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. And you know what a bet what better place to come and talk about and spread the word than on you know one hundred six point five freedom.
Correct. offside. Yeah, I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. I've heard lots of good things about this young lady. Yeah. And captain of the national team, lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, from Tobago, I, I'm sure she'd have been to the games of late in Tobago. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she was back on our team and shouting and screaming. Yeah, she's a proper patriot. Side. Very good. So, Adrian, moving on. Trinidad and Tobago football. Yeah, Terry, we have to touch on it after the break and yeah. we have to touch on local football today. So right after this break, we're coming back with local football. Talk, talk, talk. is streaming at freedom106.5.com Welcome back and we're moving on now, guys and girls. We're moving on to the TT Premier League here in Trinidad and Tobago. And I'm just to open here, during that the games at the weekend weren't too slow. What do you think? <laughs> it's It's interesting because... Um, when we mentioned last week about the criticism, yeah, as we expected, TTFA sent out a new press release mm-hmm. with the head coach actually explaining <laughs> what he meant. So I must say good afternoon to Angus Eve and those that is listening in the TTFA, and we appreciate that you all have basically clarified what your coach meant um, in in terms of criticizing the young players of our national program from play, playing their trade yeah so well I actually watched the game over the course of the weekend ASC Port of Spain against La Hockada Rangers and I quite enjoyed it I mm-hmm. thought it was a good game it was yeah. very competitive and I didn't see it slow down at all mm-hmm. I thought it was good and you know we've got to recognise this is where we are yeah. Trinidad and Tobago mm-hmm. and that's what we've got this is what the kids from our communities, families out there that have got their kids that want to be footballers, boys and girls. The football that we've got here in Trinidad and Tobago, that's all we've got. This is their first stepping stone if they want to get beyond Trinidad and Tobago into a better league around the world. Yeah. They've got to start somewhere. So we need to support that. We need to get behind that. We need to make sure we're giving these kids every possible opportunity they can. Correct. And we need that to start from the top, Adrian. Yeah, Terry, and a lot of clubs is complaining. Um, there's a lot of um, misconduct is happening in the league right now. Right. Um, I actually spoke to our owner this morning, and um, a lot of players is being fired because of this misconduct. There's a lot of mischief that is happening in the league. So a lot of results is misconduct. Really, What's yeah, that all about? In terms of in terms of um, illegal activity um, that is happening in in these games. Oh, so wow. so they are actually. They're actually heading um, a lot of o- club owners is actually coming together to to really and truly remove it because it has really un- it has brought some results into disrepute yeah. and um, you are seeing it you are seeing the quality of football at times in terms of the score lines it's yeah. really ridiculous um, it's no secret and um, I know that we 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 tend to to keep these things as secrets. But it's 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 destroying our football. Adrian. And the person who behind it, um, the clubs is being they are aware of it. Right. So we, you know, when national team coach and you were my manager, we left certain players out because yes. of the same match fixing issues and problems. And everybody at the top of the game, they must know what's going on here, and they're just turning a blind eye. Mm-hmm. It's wrong. A normalisation committee is meant to get football back to normal. Yep. Yeah, that's not normal at all, and that's putting more pressure on yeah. these kids that 
are out there trying to make a living, trying to make a, a go of it within the football business. It's the biggest sport in the world, and we've got all these issues in Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, and, and to be honest, with a, with a massive break length, mm-hmm. um, for this to be happening once again, by persons who actually is supposed to be persons who's supposed to be assisting new development wow um it's it's really sad and and to be honest it's it's something that needs to be to be brought to the open yeah and um and i think that a lot of people isn't brave enough to speak about it to the police but but nevertheless it's it's reaching heights yes where a lot of clubs is being um being given the the way out for for these kids and mm-hmm. and they are not getting exactly what they are paying these kids to do yes so it's it's hard and and watching the football i've decided when i when i heard certain players speak about it and stuff because it's it's in the team it's it's affecting teams of course so when i when i spoke to a few players about it 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 reaches a stage where they rather not play yeah and 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 it's very sad yeah so it's something that has really and truly affected the league in the last four or five games and and it all comes down to to dollars and cents really Correct. actually well when you you know when you look and 23 years here in trinidad and tobago coaching mm. football and rallying the troops getting your team all on the same page so we fight for everything together that team spirit team morale and that's not just your squad of players that's the backroom staff everybody associated with the club mm. you want them all on the same page now something like this gets right into the ribs of you and and it breaks all of that up and unfortunately look where we are we're complete we you know we've been in administration for three years now with fifa trying to get ourselves back on track mm-hmm. we've got teams up the region all sorts of islands that are miles in front of us because they've now engaged in good development programs they've got coaches from elsewhere around the world to come in and do good jobs Central American sides, my God, when I look at Costa Rica or Panama, Honduras, they've got good sides. They're miles ahead of us now because we can't sort ourselves out. The people at the top are not doing a proper job. And that's letting our kids down, Andre. Yep. You know, a lot of people, you know, from being from different perspectives, as being a part of the system, as being a fan, yeah. as being somebody who does in, uh, interviews with people in the media, yeah. there's one thing that, you know, this avalanche could start. Yeah. You know, I speak to a lot of people in the US, a lot of people in the UK, a lot of guys in the MLS, yeah. um, you know, and the first thing that, you know, perception is is quite a thing. Yeah. And because of the things that have happened in the past of Trinidad and Tobago, there is a stigma attached to Trinidad and Tobago, whether we like it or not. Yes. Because of, you know, well-documented things. This is not even our opinions. These are yeah, facts. Yeah. Yes. And the, the, when you have something that's possibly positive for the kids like this and the upcoming generations, um, if normalization is truly the intent yeah then these things need to be dealt with immediately and decisively they need to step because well they must know what's going on yeah they must see what's going on they've Mm. been in the game for three years now Mm. they know all of the people behind the scenes Mm -hmm. they must know why are they not reacting and and ironing this out yeah yeah and you know fortunately there is you know us yeah um and you know we need other voices to also start you know not it's easy for the, the guilty parties to turn around and try to make the people that speak the truth yeah. sound like they are troublemakers. Yeah. That's a tactic throughout history when people are <laughs> yeah, exposed. That's very so, you know, similar here in Trinidad. As Adrian it? says, you know, we need uh, people who are not afraid to speak. Yeah. 
and they'll have to defend themselves because they'll be called out to validate their facts. I mean, for for years, yeah. Andrea, you know, coming from the UK, mm-hmm. playing for Division One, then Premier League teams, right? Um, I know people all over the world within the football industry, right? And as soon as you mention Trinidad and Tobago, the first person's name that comes to the forefront is Jack Warner. Yep. And they all want to label Trinidad and Tobago through the issues and problems that Jack had mm-hmm. with FIFA. And I spend so much time fighting our corner, Trinidad and Tobago. No, yeah. hang on, hang on. There's some great players there, good mm-hmm. people in football, want to do the right thing. But I keep on see this, seeing this reoccurring nightmare again and again and again. Mm-hmm. We're, we're blanking it. We're yeah. turning a blind eye. We're yes. moving in opposite directions when we should be ironing out. Mm-hmm. And this is not doing the kids any favours at all. No. You've got all of the young players in this country, they've got to get out. Yeah. They've got to get somewhere else to make a, a you know, a career out of football, out of soccer. You look at the development programme in the United States now, you look at the players that are leaving the USL and MLS mm-hmm. and playing all over Europe, yeah. doing brilliant things. Trinidad have got some great talent. And we're quashing it all because we're not... We, the management at the top, leadership, is lacking. Correct. Yeah, Terry, and as <laughs> week in, week out, we keep speaking about it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's really and truly heartbreaking because when you go... let's When I go to, to Republic Cup on a weekend, yeah. I wonder if people, the persons that is running these tournaments, is really and truly listening to us. Because it's no improvement. It's, it's no improvement. We yeah. we keep we keep mentioning it on our, on on this show, and no one is really and truly putting up their hand to make a change. Mm-hmm. And it's not me having personals with anyone. It's yeah. all about the youth. Yeah. And um, I will keep saying that anyone that basically gives the sacrifice that I've given for the youth arm of things <laughs> in Trinidad and Tobago, and and all of us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Then speak to me. But you haven't. No. So don't use these type of these type of games and tournaments and all these organizations for for basically just just you looking good yeah. it's about the kids yes and and it's hurting it's it's really hurting and that's why last week we had to basically put the 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 national team head coach in his place mm-hmm. because this is the kids who were deprived three years ago this is football. the future of football this is in Trinidad. Future. this is kids who could not have even gone to courts for a higher purchase plan because they had no jobs yeah. and we cannot forget that we cannot forget that and and to be honest we need to stop allowing these behavioral patterns to affect our football right and these same people keep getting the jobs and keep getting publicized but if Terry and Romain and and Sukai speaks about it mm-hmm. then we are the bad ones we yeah. like bacchanal we like confusion yeah. but it's not that we basically want change we out. want we want it we deal with it as it is yes. and and that's that's what it's about and I, I mean my understanding um from other people outside is the clubs still not being paid their money yeah it's alleged that clubs have haven't been paid and and um that's something that they will will have to pick up i would like to speak to mr wolf yeah. Um, who's the CEO? I would like him to come on our show and basically tell us more because we are we deserve to get um, explanations about the, the the placement in the league, who's getting the Champions League spots, um, the financial um, budget mm-hmm. behind behind the thinking of the budget. Yeah. So it's important because this is what we are about. We are about this segment is about local football, and yeah. the only way we can get better is if we basically fix the problems. Mm-hmm. Fixing it at the top where 
you know, a lot of the management, my God, as long as I've been in Trinidad, 23 years, some of these people have been in and around the national setup for that period of time. And I wonder what the hell they're doing. Mm -hmm. yeah. We've just gone through three years of, of COVID mm -hmm. where I'm looking at all of these people doing nothing, sitting there, turn up to the office at 11, leave at 1.30, but pick up their salary at the end of the month. Yep. Andrea, And it's like the kids of this country, football in this country deserves better. Yeah. If we're not looking after things, and it goes right down to, you know, I could reel off a, a load of things. Jack Warner, God bless him, was behind the stadiums that we've got. Mm -hmm. We've got the best stadiums in the region. Yep. We had, mm -hmm. but they're all falling apart. Yeah. No maintenance, no nothing. You, you go into the place now and it's they're terrible. The stadiums are awful. And some of them are broken down issues, health planning, all of that sort of stuff. Correct. Um, what are governments doing to help? But Terry, I must say, um, to be honest, we have been blessed mm -hmm. with Jack Warner. Um, He's done some great things from Trinidad. Mm -hmm. yeah. But when you look at around the islands, we they do not have that infrastructure. No. But again, we are blessed, and they say God is a Trini. Mm -hmm. But we do not ever appreciate what we get blessed with. So I understand your 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 cry because we should have developed these stadiums into. Every club mm -hmm. basically has a stadium. That was yes. the plan. Yep. They manage it. Yep. Or two clubs. Mm -hmm. You understand? Like Correct. what has happened with San Siro? Mm -hmm. um, AC and Inter. So for example, in Larry Gomes, I know years ago, San Juan Jablotel, that was their home ground. Yep. And then AC, um, Naughty Stars would have played there as well. Mm -hmm. So it gives us that that maintenance and that use. But now it's basically run by Sportiti. And, and and it's underutilized number one and it's and it's in a mess of course you know, you look at my god let me give you an example and this is across the board in the english premiership mm -hmm. manchester united's ground old trafford it's open seven days a week yep. it's shared by the local college mm -hmm. so you've got classrooms using it from monday to friday it's got wedding events on it's got all sorts of things going on it's generating money outside of football mm -hmm. football's almost incidental happens once or twice a week yes the rest of the week it's a business operation why can't we implement that in trinidad and tobago when you look around at your shopping malls and whatever else the one thing that we haven't got is parking mm -hmm. these stadiums have all got lots of parking yep. why can't we put shops into these stadiums open them up get a football club in there Put their name on the stadium and let them get involved Correct. with running the so you you generate an interest for communities bringing the maintenance up to speed mm -hmm. get proper people in to look after the field get proper maintenance on the on the dressing rooms and all of that so we get back on track it's a mess at the moment and i i just can't believe the stadia that we've got the rest of the the region think we're the top dogs mm. but they don't realize behind the scenes it's all a mess and just to add to that i mean i did the sport management program with utt right and you know the obviously there's one in at the university of west indies as well and i can tell you this one of the things they cover is facility management is a very specific unique skill that is required for sports yeah and we have hundreds of students that pass through that program and they, they teach you exactly what you need to do, which is done internationally, yeah. where you could bring franchises to your stadium. Simple things like Excellent, Subway and good. all these things that are 
generating revenue. Yeah. Um, like you rightfully said, you you covered it totally there. I'm just echoing it. There, yeah. you have businesses run. You have a gym. In some countries in the world, the stadiums are classified the way they classified hotels. It's a yeah. three-star stadium, yeah. five-star stadium. <laughs> and that is things that we have the people the know-how. I was one of those students who did it there. And I, I could tell you off the top of my hand, there were some kids who had brilliant ideas. And these are the kind of people they need to try to incorporate into these facilities. Because, of course. But, you know, they need to get that chance because clearly, I mean, this is, this is evidence-based. Yeah, you could see from since I was there when the stadiums were built. Yes. <laughs> Sadly, that's you but know. But Andrew, not yeah. just that. Listen, we've got yeah, we've got the home of football. Yeah, hasn't got any football fields. Yeah, that's crazy. There's nothing outside there. Yeah. We're still hanging on mm. to the at a bowling stadium and the outside field that Jack put there 40 years ago, 20 odd years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and the new home of football has got a hotel there with no kitchen, nothing in it absolute waste of time mm-hmm. and no football fields for the kids to play on yeah that's crazy absolute ridiculous Terry that's your management at the top yeah. nothing else yeah and we before we continue this we must um, announce our rise and stuff for today oh yeah, yeah. Um, Gary Griffith the third yeah oh, nice. um, he heads to USL League 3 two. yes um, with Springfield that. Athletic Sporting Club yeah um, I think that it's it's a great um, achievement by Gary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He has really and truly the young man has kept his head down and, and achieved what he had to achieve. And yes, he have been on on some some cross threads with with persons mm-hmm. in terms of um, in terms of who criticised him a lot, but he never stopped um, what he wanted to do. Right. And and today it was it's big news. It's massive news for him. Good for him. I'm yeah, so congrats, pleased for him. And. You know, we're just saying it, fellas. Mm-hmm. For kids to do well now, they've got to get out of Trinidad and Tobago. They've yeah. got to get the leagues outside. When you recognise the kids from the US that are all over Europe today are playing for top teams, your Barcelonas, your Man Cities, Chelsea's, all over Europe, you've got lots of Americans now because mm-hmm. they're putting money into development. Now, young Gary, great skill sets. Mm-hmm. He's ball control is first class. And he needs to get out to something bigger and better because he'll be held up here in Trinidad and Tobago. But isn't this a shot in the arm? Isn't this something that the other kids should be looking at? Oh, yeah. Why are we criticising our home football, our TT Premier League, too slow, mm-hmm. not good enough, not this, not that? That's what we've got. Yep. So we have to work so with it. So we've got to work with it to make it better. Yeah. And sometimes fixing it means constructive criticism. Yep. You know, it's, it's, you can't fix anything or improve without any... If there's a bunch of yes-men who agree to everything, you don't learn, you don't improve. No, it's as simple true. as that. Yeah, and that's the that's where we are at right now, Andre. Yeah. A lot of yes-men. Yeah. So when there's yes-men, then there's no one really and truly standing up and say you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And and that's what's hurting our football. And week in, week out, we see it happening. Yep. And I, I will keep saying it. And I'm a strong... I'm a strong person with that when I stand up and I say this is the problem and this is where it lies I, I will not come on on radio and and talk things that isn't true mm-hmm. I speak facts right and and the reality is is that we need to really and truly keep rallying our kids and stand up correct and you know this is a time where for all the stuff that we're highlighting you know we have the ingredients and by ingredients I mean the players yeah and there are a lot of young people who can make a change yeah and this is the time to really 
you know maximize these things and i think because of the era era we're living in um you know it's it's calling out these things makes a lot of people accountable and they have to answer as we've yeah. seen <laughs> you know. so good luck to gary griffiths the third oh yeah um i hope you do very well out there springfield athletic sporting club um called the monarch surgeon yeah so great move to get away from trinidad get mm. out there do yourself proud son look after your family get your head down work mm. hard at it and and hopefully you'll bring bigger and better things back to trinidad and tobago yes yes Adrian, anything else on that? Yeah, I think that is uh, it's, it's good. As Andre mm-hmm. said, it's mm-hmm. good for our kids to really and truly get that exposure. Mm-hmm. And um, to be honest, it's it's really important that we we see the importance of the development yes. in our league. Um, and I'll go back to the comment by the head coach because I remember when when Terry was the head coach at San Juan Jablote, you saw Lester Peltier, Kaleem Highland, Sheldon Batu, all these players got European contracts. Yes. So it's really sad that we are now sta- we we are at a reset stage mm-hmm. in our local football, and I and it's nothing that I have against the head coach, yeah. but it's us be we have to be careful, yeah. um, in terms of the comments that we are making. It's 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 evident that his comment really and truly wasn't one that the TTFA liked because in recent times I've seen the press officer mm-hmm. have <laughs> actually taken over. Yeah. Um, Sportsmax interviews talking about tactics, yeah, and even and even speaking about <laughs> and speaking and even in that press conference where he had to clear up himself, the sports, the the media officer also came in and spoke about their upcoming fixtures. Crazy. So it's it's interesting times here in Trinidad and Tobago. Crazy times. So you, you know. got everybody doing the wrong things. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you in any football club around the world, mm. you've got people that are designated for different areas of expertise and Correct. knowledge. Mm-hmm. That that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Not here in Trinidad and Tobago. No. You've got the same old crew running mm. the same old ship, mm. and unfortunately, we're sinking at the minute. And everybody's a football coach, apparently. So yeah. coming back to the the uh, TT Premier League. We've got AC Port of Spain, top of the league. Club Sandor second, Defence Force third. The Hockader Rangers with uh, Sir Alex Ferguson coming in at fourth position there. <laughs> um, I want to be positive about it. You know, I, I've seen one or two games on Sports Max. I think I've quite enjoyed them. Mm. Yeah, I will cut them as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm seeing the crowds that are turning out. We've mm. got a public out there that want to see our kids playing football. Quite rightly so. And can we not just get people behind the scenes in management positions that can help within football do a job? Mm -hmm. Get out there and do a proper job. Don't talk. Do it. So we can see and our kids can benefit from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and, and Terry, as you said, do a job. Do a job. That is the hardest part. Yep. Yeah. For these people to work. Yeah. It's it's a laid back approach. It's a laid back approach and and what people don't see is that the kids is benefiting at the end yeah that's where you look at as an individual you look at as a person as a club as an academy yeah. to the right job yeah. that's that's important for us give it your best shot yeah and it's i mean this is going back to when i was coach and listening to the head of football technical man um was bringing in all of his own people for every position within the organisation mm. and 
grease in everybody's palms. That was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. That's what we're up against in Trinidad and Tobago, where we've got so many people in positions for the wrong reasons because they're a friend of a friend, mm -hmm. rather than being somebody that's good at that specific job to make sure that our kids advance faster than they possibly can to do bigger and better things. So we've had all of that. I had rows with the, the technical uh, chairman, mm. you remember, because I'd stood my ground. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want a lot of the people he wanted to bring in to comfy up his position mm. within the organisation. Mm -hmm. That's wrong. Mm -hmm. There's lots of good people in the game. There's lots of people out there that are striving to do bigger and better things in football for their communities, for their kids. Give them a chance. Let's stop hugging up with these people that have been there for so long and done nothing. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and I must, I'm really excited for us to, I know we're wrapping up, so yeah. Karen Forbes next week. Oh, that yeah. will be a lovely show. <coughs> yes, yes. Um, Tobago will have a voice once again on our show. Very good. And um, that's that's important for us. And, and most importantly as well, I saw that the women's team withdraws this week, mm -hmm. but there's no head coach at the helm. So that's interesting wow. for me as well. Um, because every Caribbean team basically has, has a head coach attached. Wow. Um, so, and that's actually for the Women's Gold Cup mm -hmm. that is happening. Yeah. And and that, that, that period starts in October this year. So it's really, it's things that we need to fix DTFA. Absolutely. We need to fix it and we need to be much more transparent. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I expect, I expect the same news to be coming out that basically when we were there we had to send out mm -hmm. and we had to we had to be accountable to the public yes um i don't see that happening i i haven't seen a new contract for the new head the the, the head coach we haven't we haven't hear, heard about these things what the bay, bay yeah. license coach. so we need to see more we need to see more we need well we the need thing transparency. is Adrian, transparency i agree with all of that and listen there's some great young footballers out there there's some wonderful talent there's also a lot of parents out there that can help. Mm -hmm. Not your kids. You should be stepping up, asking these same questions, putting people on the line, and making sure they're doing the right job for your kids. Yeah, That's what it's about. Not about the people at the top and the dollars that they're bringing in. What are you doing for football, for the sport? What are you doing for our kids in our communities to get them to bigger and better things? Correct got to run that route so that's it that's a wrap for this week guys thank you very much top class as usual yes, Andrea yes. and Adrian yeah uh, another wonderful to... wonderful show and we're out in the public eye we're ready for all of your questions we'll not duck anything we're here to answer questions do the right thing if you need anything any help in anywhere we're right here Terry Fennick, Offside. See you guys next week. Adrian Romain and Andre Soklau. Talk, Talk is streaming at freedom106.5.com.